The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. You know... Hello, and welcome to episode 181 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and returning from her prior booking and parts unknown, it's none other than Miss Didi Jodin. Hi, friend. What's going on, friend? How are you? I'm wonderful. I told Solomon where I was. Oh. Do you want to know where I was? If you want to tell the whole wide internet, then sure. Yeah, sure. I was at a conference. I was at a conference where they teach you to be the best heel you can be. <laughs> Hashtag kill life supreme. Yes. Very bad. Yes. Before we move on to our other guests, what'd you think of WrestleMania right quick? You didn't get a chance to. Mm. Yeah, up, I was sad that I, I was sad that I missed it. I would say thumbs down just because you can't have me on the hook for seven hours and think you're going to like, you have to give me seven hours of NXT level. If you're going to give me seven hours of anything, cause that's just too much. All right. And um, I was happy Mr. Cena lost, and I was very sad that Charlotte won. Um, you know, I, I loved how, what's her name? Carmella won her title the next week, and I, yeah, that's about it. Oh, and then Ember Moon debuted, and I, I stand out. Who else? Who else did I stand? Oh, no way, Jose, because his hair is goals. <laughs> All right. You like yeah. this year back? Oh, wait, 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 wait. And I, Naomi's win was iconic. Oh, yes. Because no, everybody thought it. Bailey won. Everybody thought Bailey won because, you know, it's what happens. You get thrown under the rope and you just stay on the focus on Sasha and Bailey. And that, that camera move was sweet, too, because they don't always do good with camera angles. That was a good one. Uh, See, I didn't even know what happened. I thought she had like pulled the Jerry Lawler and hit under the ring or something. She had she no, she was just on the side. She was just like, she got on the thrown, side. Yeah, she got thrown out. But she was she didn't get thrown out over the top rope. So she got thrown out and she just stayed out. Yeah, which I've came, always thought was a came. very smart thing to do personally. So I wasn't mad. Pizza Man came just at the moment that Bailey threw Sasha out. So I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I come back well, and like, they're playing they're playing Naomi's music and I'm like, wait, what happened? Yeah, pizza matters for sure. Joining for us. Sure. Once again this week for the Rawcast Report, Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam? Oh, hello, friends. How are you? Ah, good, man. Official introduction. <laughs> and our special guest tonight, we have Mr. Jeff J. You can find him on Twitter at Jeff J. Says. He's one of the hosts of the Fan Bro Show. He's a panelist on Grapevine, and he's the host of Nonstop Culture. What's going on, Jeff? It's the deal, brother. How are you? We're good, man. We're glad that you could join us here tonight on the WrestleCast, man. Sure. Glad to be here. 
as um, all first-time guests here on the WrestleCast, we like to get a little bit of your origin story, kind of, you know, what got you into wrestling, who are some of your favorites that you grew up watching, and some of your current favorites today. Yeah, man, I, I've i been a wrestling fan pretty much my whole life. Um, I got into it as a kid, probably like eight or nine years old. My father watched it. My grandmother watched it. It was a staple in my household. Um as a youth, I was I was definitely a Hulkamaniac, probably pre racism, maybe pre knowledge of racism. But um, <laughs> uh, I, he was the gateway one of one of my favorites as a kid. I liked him. Um, I I was a big stand for Mister Perfect. Like that dude was the epitome of athlete to me, and just the way he carried the IC title and t- for me. At one point, that was the title in WWE or WWF at the time. So him, Mr. Perfect, those were some of my favorites growing up. And as I got into it and, and started expanding and watching more promotions, um, I was I was heavy into ECW in, in its heyday. Uh, you know, as a, as a kid, I wasn't really going out. <laughs> I couldn't hit the town like that. So Saturday at 2 a.m., I was locked into ECW Saturday nights. So I was heavy RVD, Taz. Those were uh, the eliminators, um, some of the teams I liked. And, and you know, that's been it. And I, I've had periods where I've been on and off, but for the most part, my wrestling love has been there. All right, man, that's cool. So you grew up, like, mostly in Northeast? Is that what I'm assuming? I'm from New York, born and raised. All right, yeah, yeah. So not much, like, WCW or any of that stuff until much later, huh? Oh, no, no, no. WCW was heavy. The Saturday mornings, TNT, TBS. Uh, I think it was yeah the Superstation or whatever, but um <laughs> yeah I was heavy. So I I wasn't one of those people who was who picked either or. I remember watching it and saying yo, telling people yo, y'all not watching this WCW shit. This shit is lit. Like it, it, with Sting, I felt like Sting and Flair were fighting for some title every week. <laughs> it felt like at one point, um, Clash of the Champions was ridiculous. Um, I was I watched everything. I, I watched every, shit when I gorgeous ladies of wrestling when that was popping. I was watching that too. So I anywhere where I could get wrestling, I was watching. So I was watching all the promotions. I was knowledgeable about everything going on, which is why I love this era where uh, you know with the internet and with the way communication has evolved and become more sophisticated, we can see everything anytime anywhere. And with the choices and the way it's been expanded, if, if whatever you like, you can find out there. And it's it's awesome. This is a golden age of wrestling. Yes, yes. Well, again, thank you for making some time out tonight to join us here on yes, The sir. WrestleCast. The WrestleCast is brought to you each and every week by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at www.cspn.us. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and I say iTunes. I'm just going to say it again. Give us five star reviews on iTunes, uh, rate, review, do all that good stuff. So, Sam, we're going to get into the news segment and then followed up by the Raw Report. One second. There's a hashtag I have to mute real quick. All right. All right. We're good. All right. Okay. So, do we start with the sad or do we start with the kind of chipper and okay? It's your news report, man. Okay. Set the mood. So, So, everybody, get ready because. Apollo Crews is back to using his full name. <laughs> they had like taken, they, yeah, they were just calling him Apollo for a minute. But, so it was back in February or so. So, uh, uh, so okay, so internal memos within WWE indicated that the name was changed due to having a similar name with Nicholas Cruz, the shooter behind the 
Parkland in Florida. Man. Oh, okay, that's why. And see, Cruz and the rest of Titus Worldwide came out last night to welcome Dolph Ziggler. Blah, 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 blah. We're not getting into that. that that's for Dee territory. Or is that wrong? I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, so Glow's second season will be premiering on Netflix in June. So who's excited about that? Raise your, raise your little hand. My hand's up. Right. So uh, it doesn't say if everybody's coming back or not. Oh, yeah. I think everybody, mostly everybody's coming back. Cherry's going to be in it for sure. So, yeah, that's all I care about. <laughs> so, yeah, let's see here. Now, for some sad news, a little bit of sad news that happened actually today around 6 o'clock. Not sure what, what uh, coast, but the number one Paul Jones um, has passed away at the age of 75. Um, if anybody ever watched like NWA back in the day, then they didn't know the name Paul Jones. Number one Paul Jones. He managed some of the greats. He managed the awesome twosome when, when they were the NWA champions. Oh, yeah, the, the twosome, yeah. Yeah, Manny <laughs> Fernandez and the young ravishing Rick Rude. He was like one of the first television champions in mid-Atlantic <laughs> wrestling as well. Yeah, he was a big deal uh, back in the like 70s, early 80s, but definitely all through the 70s. Oh, yeah, he... Uh... He's managed also managed uh, Ivan Koloff, The Powers of Pain, Billy Graham, a few others. So, uh, yeah, he retired in 91 and opened up a body shop. Wow. Yeah, at least he didn't stick around, stick around like way past, way past uh, expiration there. Although, I always wonder why I didn't see him pass a certain year, and I guess now I know why. So, uh, other side news Bruno San Martino, the legend, 82 year old legend, passed away. Uh, Don, you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, well, the longest-running WWF champion in history, um, famous for selling out Madison Square Garden. It depends on what number you believe, but it's well over 100 times in a row. Um, probably the biggest star in the New York area during the 60s and early 70s, especially when the sports teams in New York weren't really doing that well. Uh, the pillar, probably, of which the modern WWF is built upon it's Bruno San Martino. He was before Hulk Hogan. He was, you know, before Billy Graham. Uh, you know, he was basically the the biggest thing to a whole, you know, the biggest population centers in the country in the 60s and 70s. So just like you said, the legend and, you know, basically the whole pillar, like I said, that WWWF and WWF is built on. So. You know, even when he was like old and phased out, you kind of knew he was a big deal. Even when he was older and only wrestled sometimes or just come out and do commentary, just the way that everybody would stand up and cheer for him. You're just like, you know, this old dude is somebody, even as a young kid, you could just feel it. It just came through the TV. So, yeah, definitely a big blow. He's like, for sure, one of the legends of the game. Yeah, right. All righty. That's it for the news. Anybody got anything else to add? I know Dini's over there chomping at the bit. Oh, yes. We have some uh, other news that Rusev will now be added back into the casket match versus The Undertaker at the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, that is next Friday at noon. If you're going to be watching that live, I'm just going to say the hashtag is Royal Rumble, Rumblecast Royal the Great. Rumble. No, Rumblecast the Great because it says, you know, like Juvie the Great, but Rumblecast the Great. And just whenever you're watching it, just use the hashtag because it's going to be too hard to have people wait till like, hey, wait till four o'clock in the afternoon to watch this. So, right. you know, and then on the juicier side, Misty Dijonet, we need to bring you in here. There was uh, some news that broke that 
Nikki Bella and John <laughs> Cena have decided to end their relationship. The marriage is off. There will be no wedding bells. There will be no WrestleMania. Oh. Grand extravaganza between these two. I just, I speak on behalf of everybody in the gorgeous ladies of the Russell cast crew when we say no way. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Who could have seen it coming? Much surprise. Who would have known? Let me show you my shocked face. It looks like my regular face, by the way. Like, here's the thing. When you have to... Well, okay, so when a man says, I don't want to mar- get married, boom, right? Year one, year two, year three, year four, and then year five, he don't want to get married, but that y'all get engaged? That's a bad sign. That's a real bad sign. So nobody's surprised. And then I just, I don't like that it just seems like all these lies are coming out. Like, all of a sudden, now they were getting married on Cinco de Mayo. How y'all was getting married <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo and nobody ever said nothing. They never announced it, it, it was, or nothing. It, it was never announced, but all of a sudden, now that they done broke up, they were getting married on Cinco de Mayo. You know, that's like two weeks away. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are on I, I do. It's a Saturday. Anyway. <laughs> Is it really? Wow. Yeah, it's the same day as the as something. <laughs> What's the one where you do men juleps? Oh, Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Yeah, that's the same day. Oh, that's the same it's day. Saturday. It's the Saturday. same day. Oh, the first the Saturday day. in May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is like a combination of drunkenness supreme right there. Yeah, my friend was like, "So people gonna have to choose: Are we doing men juleps? Are we doing margaritas?" You're gonna be seeing well, people wearing all these funny yeah. hats and suits, <laughs> drinking margaritas and Coronas, trying to like be a part of both. Look, I'm going to be outside getting chose because I love me a man in seersucker. I can't help it. <laughs> I love it. It is the best thing to me. Go there and drink your margarita julep. Just that, could, that could be a thing. You heard it here folks, but first, folks. I invented it. Because somebody told me a mint julep is just a mojito with whiskey or bourbon. And a margarita is... How's that 12-step coming? The 12-step thing coming for you? Hey, um, I would know. Funny. I haven't. What's step Doing zero? That. I'm there. <laughs> doing that <laughs> so yeah so unfortunately we won't get our 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 finished product we won't be any little cena babies running around anytime soon so there was never gonna be no cena babies he said he didn't want no kids neither so stay tuned to total divas the upcoming season the, for all the details like, Dolph has a chance after all oh my god did you see me see that video they've been posting where like Dolph cashes in on oh, of course for Nikki. <laughs> she doesn't deserve him Oh God! <laughs> Did you see that other thing? I saw, saw I saw something just browsing online. It said something like the Brie will always consider him a brother. Oh please, John Cena she, or she Dolph must Zager. have borrowed some money from him. John Cena. Oh, she yeah. must have borrowed some money and they're trying to pay it back. We family. That's how family do. God. Okay, so from bad to worse, this is Monday Night Raw. Are, are you guys ready? We're mm-hmm. locked in. Let's do it. Okay. Alrighty, Kurt Angle comes down to cut a boring 20-minute promo. And he gets on the mic and welcomes us to the show, reminds us that the Superstar Shakedown is tonight and tomorrow. And then uh, Sunil Singh comes down and introduces his boy, Jinder Mahal. Uh, Jinder Mahal wants to know why he didn't arrive in a full motorcade. Uh, and then he says he wants the same treatment as Brock Lesnar. He wants the same perks. And uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt wants him to email his demands instead of having it out there. And he gives him his email address, Kurt.Angle at nofreakingway.com, which I don't think that's right. Uh, so uh, Kurt wants to settle in the ring, and he demands that Mahal prove it. Jinder is, 
is all for it. And Angle asks, who wants to prove Mahal wrong? And he makes it a title match. Of course, Jinder is like, you know, is completely sorrowful. And Jeff Hardy, brother, brother Nero, comes down and accepts the challenge. So we kick off the show with a title match, Jeff Hardy and Jinder Mahal. And uh, who do you think wins this one? Hmm. I'll uh, give you a hint. That would be the guy with all the funny he's looking from, stuff in yeah. his hair. He's from Kenwood, <laughs> North Carolina. He used to have eyes. He used to have eyes drawn on his eyes. He did. Fucking weirdo. He sure did. And he would walk around with his eyes closed so you could see his eyes on top of his eyes. It's creepy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, new U.S. champion again. So, it's funny because on, on, at Mania we were saying, uh, at Mania we were saying, oh, the, uh, I guess the gender experiment isn't over. And, of course, we have this. Yep. One and done. That was not fun. Y'all know how I like gender because I like gender cutting those promos. He couldn't even get one of those good promos in. <laughs> not in MAGA. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no raw super MAGA. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think about that opening segment? I was kind of glad that, that Hardy won because I, I figured he was definitely on the Smack going to SmackDown list. Because they were, they, it was either him or Seth, and I, I didn't know how they were going to do it. But once they gave him the belt, I said, "Okay, if, if it's not Seth, it's definitely Jeff Hardy." And you know why not? I don't know what Jinder's going to do on Raw now. Maybe he'll he'll try to interject himself into the IC title um, race. But I, I mean, I, I I'm cool with it. You know, give Jeff Hardy the belt, and he he's going to have some stress over in SmackDown though. Because SmackDown is basically its own promotion of just straight wrestling. So we'll see. That 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 mid-card, that mid-card IC title. If I had the IC title, I'd be stressed right now. Because all the greats are, are waiting. So we'll see. Okay. After commercial, we get a recap of what we just saw. Because, of course, Raw is three hours long. And Jinder Mahal rolls up on an interview, still angry. He says, Mr. USA is running a conspiracy against him. And he wasn't ready to compete. But in Saudi Arabia, in two weeks, he's invoking his rematch clause and will restore glory to the title. And if Angle tries anything like that ever again, he'll find out exactly. And then No Way Jose comes in with his conga line. Round of applause for applause. For applause. <laughs> he laughs at Ginger and tells him to smile. And when life gets him down, he says, no way. And Jose and Renee Young fiesta off together while Mahal just angry, mad. Uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Uh, stuff happens... Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Uh, let's see here. So the match goes to a no contest, I guess, even though they didn't really announce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unfortunately. But then, but then the Rye Ott squad comes down and beats them up. Because, of course, we can't have a definitive finish to this. We have to have some bullshit. And uh, on commentary, they let us know that Roman Reigns will be here tonight. And uh, after commercial, let's see here. Uh, stuff happens. Authors of Pain versus, what do they call it? Beauty and the Man Beast? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't think they still go by that, but yeah, we'll work okay. with that tonight. Uh, let's see. More wrestling. Uh, Authors of Pain win by pinfall with the last chapter on Rhino. And I get a little hype for Miz TV. Uh, Miz welcomes to the sh- us to the show and talks about how Ginger and the Riot Squad have already shook things up before introducing the member- newest member of the roster. What are you calling him, Didi? Cammy? Cammy, yes. So it's Kevin and Sammy Cammy. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So Cammy comes down. Uh, see here. All smiles. Miz says this is the finest collection of talent ever assembled in one place. Bigger and better than the NWO. More talented than the 92 Olympic Dream Team and their WWE version of the Avengers. Uh, let's see here. They don't have to answer to Shane, Paige, 
and together they're changing the landscape of WWE and reshaping Raw in their image. Uh, so then Kurt Angle comes down. Angle says, as far as he knows, Miz has no control around here, and Kurt does. Uh, Cammy had their shot last week, and they both lost. Uh, Owen says, uh, there's an email that was sent just a few minutes ago. Plans are changed. Sammy pulls a printout of the email out of his pockets and puts on his reading glasses. His old reading man glasses. reading glasses. Where do, where do, you, where do you fall on the uh, reading his glasses? His iconic old man reading glasses. Are you uh, Are you into this? Am I? Yes, I am. Uh, it's the, in light of recent events and Kurt's proclivity towards emotional decisions, they had no chance but to reevaluate his handling of Cammy. They prove they belong on Raw and let them, to let them walk away would be a mistake of epic proportions. The decision is overwritten and they get wrong contracts courtesy of, anybody want to guess? Anybody? Anybody? Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> uh, <let's> see. <laughs> and of course, Kale loses his mind confirming that he means Kurt Angle's boss. And uh, they're officially back on Raw with nothing Angle can do about it. Uh, let's see, more stuff happens. Uh, more talking. Oh, that's when he told them that uh, the Miz that he was going to to SmackDown because Daniel Bryan wanted him personally, and the Miz was like, "Okay, yeah, well, me and the Miz arrive. We're gonna go rip up SmackDown." And then he was like, "Nah, they stand. You just going by yourself." Well, I was getting to that, but thank you. No, no problem. <laughs> so it's uh, these five guys against Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Bronny the Strowman, and a WWE superstar who's making his Raw debut. He tells Miz he's going to miss him and leaves. Uh, that creepy white noise happens again. And Bray and Matt are in their dark and light rooms next to each other. Uh, Matt knew Bray would have come and Wyatt declared it wonderful. Uh, the broken brilliance does the we hear gimmick and they blow out the lantern together and we go to commercial. Uh, so what are we calling Bray and Matt? What's the name we, we're giving them? Brat. Brat. No. There you go. May. <laughs> I like Brat. Brat, May. Yeah. All right, so Brat against the Revival in the Tag Team Eliminator Finals. Uh, match, match, match. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Bray and Matt. Oh, Brat win by pinfall with an assistant. With an assistant twist of fate on Dash Wilder, earning the match at the Greatest Royal Rumble against the Bar for the vacant WWE Tag Team Champions Championship. Uh, the Bar steal their opponents down from atop the announce tables, and more stuff, more commercials. Oh, hold on, right uh, quick. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Didi, what did you think about that uh, We Are the World uh, commercial for the co-branded pay-per-views that are coming You back? already know I hated every fucking second of it. <laughs> I don't know like, who thought that was a good idea. Like, who who approved this? Nobody said that. You really feel, Didi. Nobody was voting to say, really? Like, I, like, when I saw Alexa Bliss, like, giving it all her heart, I was like, this is naughty. Like, the least she could have did was been in character, like, this is some dumb shit. I'm talking about that stupid music video they played. And then, like, Nia's up here body rolling to this trash-ass track. <laughs> Got the Uzos acting like they spitting hot fire. Like, no. Like, the last time they did this, it was a Snoop track, and they didn't even really go in like this. Like, if you just wanted them on lip sync, what's it called? Lip sync battle, you could just have them on lip sync battle. The next time they go to LA, this shit was trash. It was awful. Thank you for your It was analysis. embarrassing. I tried to forget about this, but now you just brought it back. I saw it twice. I saw it Monday and Tuesday. The shit was atrocious. And if I had to see it, y'all need to hear about it. It's better than the Sipid Page uh, trailer. Was it? We have to, yeah, because I saw that four was times. Was it? I saw that bullshit four times. At least you got to see but, The Rock four times. But The Rock so. is charismatic four times. Right. Like, what you mean? <laughs> 
I, I had to see the Carmella do the Running Man twice. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> okay, that's worse. Thank you. God, okay, Mr. Jeff, are you still with us there? What are you? Yeah, are you I'm in the building, man. Um, I didn't really take you it. Gotta as... jump in, man. This is this is Shark Tank. You can't just wait to get tagged in. Take the tornado. It's like double dash. It's like double dash. Okay. So I I I didn't take it as seriously. I mean, I saw it once, and just it's like your parents making jokes. And it's like if my mom came up here and was talking about, yo, I I saw this basketball game. It was lit. And like, all right, mom, <laughs> you know, all right, I, I get it, I get it. I'm out though. But, uh, that's how I t- I didn't watch it the second time. Like when it came over, it was jokes to me. I was just laughing at the shit, just how ridiculous it was. But um, I don't know who greenlit that. I, I get why the talent did it because checks, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say it didn't leave a indelible negative mark on my soul, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, like it was just it's it's dad joke WWE back. You know what I'm saying? So okay, so back from commercial, uh, the bar or walking backstage, talking to themselves when they run into Brizango, the fashion police. They've been transferred to a new precinct. <laughs> And so now I have to watch this bullshit now. Thank you. Whoa, 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 whoa. You hate you everything better watch that your tongue about the fashion police, man. You hate that's the good fashion stuff. police. You hate Elias. Like, you hate everything that's good in life. God, I have to watch this crap. I mean, when it was smack, it was good. Crap. What you talking? Just, uh, what do you like? I have very limited time in my life. No, this was actually funny, though. But when they were doing there like, you go. weird, they were doing all that crap. It's just weird. Like, what is this? You know who you are? You're the old man who sits on the stoop and looks at the people like, what are you doing? You're stupid. (laughs) How do you hate Elias, though? He he hates everything that's good in life. Uh... Elias, though? I I I like the man. I mean, I'm not going to throw rocks at him if I see him on the street. I think you might. I highly dislike this gimmick. Yo, it's the best gimmick he would ever. Get platinum if he released it on iTunes. You got a man but in a kimono. Like, what you talking? He's everything. So they asked Sheamus has a permanent for the mohawk and the skirt. Kill. Uh, no, he called it a skirt. He said, "Are y'all wearing skirts?" I, I remember know. this. I'm triggered when I hear that as a skirt because <laughs> he's always reminded me it's a kilt. So and then no, um, Cesaro actually is like it's a kilt. <laughs> Yeah, so he issues the citations for the kilt to boot calling them. Oh, he called them dresses. Never mind. So the bar tears the tickets up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, more bullshit recaps. Uh, backstage, Ronda is talking to Kurt Angle about what an experience WrestleMania was for her and how much it was worth it. Uh, Kurt says she surprised a lot of people. Uh, more talking. Uh, so he has a surprise, meanwhile, and it's Natalia. Uh, he's happy to see her in a hug. Apparently, they train together, and Angle says Natty campaigned hard to come to Raw. Let's see. And then uh, United Jacks does commentary for the next match. See Ember Moon versus Mickey James. Match, match, match. Ember hits the Eclipse and she wins the match. Mickey James does the best sell of the Eclipse. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot about this. She like flipped like she did like the rock when the rock took the stunner. But she rolled like forward though. <laughs> yeah, it was real good. Mickey James looked like she got hit with a Kamehameha after he got the, once he got hit with the Eclipse. Like I was like, wow. Is this Smash Brothers? Like, did she get knocked <laughs> off the screen? Like, uh, that was, it was perfect, though. It was perfect. Okay, so Cammy are talk, in the locker room talking about their rocky start. Uh, but Sammy wants to focus on tonight's match, specifically Braun. Uh, Owens is concerned about the mystery partner, but Zane wants to put it out of their heads. Kev says they could be walking into a lion's den. Is Ken Shamrock coming? Uh, 
They know they're going to be treated like that. They should have stayed on SmackDown. <laughs> uh, Miz rolls up to ask how Shane is, and the Canadians lose it on him. He wanted to focus on tonight, not on tomorrow, or at least on the Miz Taraj. Miz tells them to mourn tomorrow and focus today. It's not in the Mistrash because they're like sulking. Uh, they need to forget about monsters among men and mystery men and remember what's important. This is his raw finale and they need to make it must-see. Uh, let's see here. Back from commercial, Dolph Ziggler makes his entrance, gets on the mic and says he's back on Raw. No. A lot of things are the same, like how he steals the show everywhere he goes. He's the best to ever walk the aisle. Uh, and he keeps talking and then Titus Worldwide. Uh, says a lot of things have changed. It would include him creating Titus Worldwide. If you're looking to maximize your return, look no further than their team. And he gives them a business card. Promises that they'll conquer the world together. And Ziggler thanks him for loudly interrupting. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he throws the card at Titus. And Drew McIntyre, out of nowhere, blindsides Titus Worldwide. And mm-hmm. Poor, poor Titus. That man can't win. So, yeah. And what? as everybody points, has pointed out online, 3MB is back on Raw. Don't call it a comeback. I saw the I we got tweets in succession. It's only a matter of time. We got Destiny's Child last weekend. We got the end <laughs> on Monday. It's only a matter of time, bro. And then uh, Peace Turner takes to me. Three MB is back on Raw. I'm like, God, get out of here. Why does Titus hand out cards? Like, you're not going to see him if he really wants to join Titus Worldwide. Like, you, you, you're not going to see him in catering. <laughs> oh. You're not gonna see him on the bus. Like you're not gonna see him when y'all pull up to the hotel. <laughs> you're not gonna see him tearing down the ring. Right. Oh my god, sir! Mm-hmm. That was the only reason. They, the only reason they keep him around. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like Titus. The so glow yeah, so... Is gonna, the glow is gonna have a word with you this week. I see, sir. No, I like Titus. It's just funny. Like they don't put this. They don't put this man on TV except to humiliate him. So I guess uh, Dolphin Drew are a tag team or something. Didi, what do you well, feel about this? Well, How do you feel about Dolph off of your show onto this new one and then Drew popping up out of nowhere? Um, I'm sad he's not on SmackDown. But no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I who would you want on Raw, Samuel? Nobody? Like just empty arena. Who, who do you want? Who do you want? <laughs> We're gonna talk about it because I like I can't. So we so should we do our own superstar shakedown? I kinda want to because I just want to know who do you want on your show? You don't like nobody. So you won't gotta do that. I want Joey so, on my team. You can't have him. <laughs> oh, he wants to smack him. Well, he ain't got to that so I mean, maybe running? he'll be, maybe he'll be like John Cena and be, be a free agent. Fucking bullshit. You can certainly have John Cena. <laughs> Feel free. Have him. Get I remember him. a while back, Undertaker was a free agent, and he went back on back and forth. How long ago was that? Like. A, like Thousand years he's ago. Still a free. Yeah. yeah. He's still, he's still I mean, if you don't, oh, if you don't show up to either one, it's about the <laughs> <laughs> Does it count if you don't show up to either? You know? I miss Straw and I miss SmackDown. I'm a free agent. Like, you know? <laughs> but he still got paid, though. Come on. Boom. I uh, see here. Uh, Roman comes out. He says he's here and Brock Lesnar isn't. And then talks about Brock some more. And then, and then uh, Joey Samoy comes out and basically reads him his life. Like, look, you ain't shit. Your daddy ain't shit. <laughs> Nobody in your family shit. I'm like, why are you here, Roman? Samojo uh, is great. The, 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 like, the funniest part is like he showed him video of somebody else whooping Roman's ass. Not even like, I'm going to come out here and show you what I, how I whoop your ass. Let me show Let me just remind the crowd how Brock be whooping your ass. Hold on. Watch this. Um, Jeff, what's your, what's your thoughts on Roman Reigns, man? 
Shit, if I'm Roman, I'm happy Samoa Joe's going to SmackDown because that man was under pressure. That man was under pressure with that uh with that promo. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're what they're gonna do with him. They they need to just at some point he's gonna get that title. I do it sooner rather than later because he he got his ass whooped, got his head busted wide open to take a pin. I you know orchestrated or not, I'd be sick. I'd be so sick. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, it it seems apropos that they would make his title reign happen in Saudi Arabia where the fans may be a little bit more favorable towards him. But unless they're trying to, I don't know why you keep Brock Lesnar around anymore at this point. I don't know if the spectacle uh, outweighs the monetary benefit because you have a bunch of studs on the roster already. But yeah, yeah. Samoa Joe is just, he's probably arguably the best promo in, in WWE, but definitely in the world. He can change. He can take the words that they write for him and turn it into his own voice. Roman hasn't figured out how to do that yet. Uh, They probably write it for him. Maybe they give him an outline here. This is what we want you to talk about. I'm pretty sure he gets it scripted, but I'm pretty sure what he does is he goes back and goes, I'll take out this word. I'll take out that word. I would say this. I would say that. And just kind of adds his own little word here or there. But it makes it his, where Roman, you can just tell, it's just like, this is how Vince wrote it, and this is how I'm going to say it. No, but back to what you were saying, Don, earlier about like Roman, uh, Samoa Joe showing a video of somebody else whooping his ass. Yeah. It reminds me of like back in high school, there was this one dude, just a loudmouth dude that we always knew. And he was just, and at, during lunchtime, he'd just be hanging around. And one day, I don't know why this dude did this, but some dude just went up to him and just started whooping on him. It just like made him, like, he made the dude, like, he made him bleed and stuff. And so that blood was up underneath. Um, somebody covered it up with like a carpet, with like a, a doormat or something. So every day when they go out there after that, his boys would pull back that carpet and show him his own blood. And I just thought that was hilarious. Like they were just being rude to him. Kids Anyways, are that so me rude. Of that. Kids are so rude. It was funny though. It was funny as fuck. Like that dude deserved every punch. <laughs> Do not condone violence here on the WrestleCast. Only the <laughs> simulated kind. So anyway, uh, Absolution comes out. Uh, Mandy Rose versus Natalia. Uh, stuff. Natalia wins by submission with the sharpshooter. Sonya Deville attacks from behind. Knee strikes in the clinch. Natalia crumbles and they beat her down. Ronda Rousey makes the save. Didi's favorite. Uh, Absolution runs for it and Ronda checks on Natty. Uh, Deville gets in the back end again and puts her hair up and squares up to Rousey. Uh, it's more stuff. Uh, yeah. And all of a sudden I just fell asleep and then I woke up and realized why. Because Baron Corbin. They showed a video package. <laughs> so it's going to be great. Uh, Breezango versus The Bar. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Breezango wins by pinfall. Wow. They're winning, uh, the Bar is winning those titles back. I can tell by the way how everybody's just getting licks on them. Because at first it was Titus and them. Now it's Breezango. What do y'all think? But they're on SmackDown now, so why would they win the Raw Tag titles? Oh, well, see, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. No one tells me these things. That's that's why we have the hashtag sir Smackdown Matters because you have yeah, to tune have, in to both shows. Smackdown came up. Smack I have things going on in my life. I have things going on that I don't have time to do you? watch every show. Yeah, do I really, you do. really might as well be new Smackdown of Honor over there. <laughs> Ring so, of Smackdown. So some Elias bullshit. Uh Yo, you are so disrespectful. So it's time for the main event. And the fifth man is Mr. Bobby Roode. And, uh, of course, JoJo makes a pretty good uh, 
Bobby Roode uh, announcement, which I'm always here for. I'm always for any, anybody doing the whole Bobby Roode. So the match happens. Uh, stuff. So what happened here, Don? Did uh, Mr. Raj kind of... It breaks down to the, you know, everybody does their finishing moves back to back to back. Then the Miz hits drop kicks onto Braun. Braun cuts him off with his own drop kick. Then Miz goes to make the tag and Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas jump off the ringside. They bail on him and then Braun scoops the Miz up in a power slam and Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman get the win. So they just walk off. They just walk walk out on, on their boy. Yeah, man. Miz is no longer uh, part of the Raw, so he's no longer, you know. He's no longer their concern. Right. <laughs> so what did y'all think of this show? <laughs> it wasn't as good as what we about to talk about in just a few minutes. But I got the full list of people who went from SmackDown to Raw. So we had Gender with Sunil Singh. We had the Riot Squad. We had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. The Fashion Police. Natalia, Dolph Ziggler. Drew McIntyre, The Ascension, Baron Corbin, Zack Ryder, Mike Kanellis, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, and Mojo Riley. The Ascension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was announced on Instagram. Main event is about <laughs> God. Them house shows are going to be fire. They got all the house show talent. Chad Gable might have a chance to come up and do something because he can wrestle his ass off and they need some guys who can wrestle on this show because they just got a bunch of big guys like Gender and Baron and I don't know about Drew McIntyre. He was doing okay in NXT, but I've never really been like that, you know, enthused with his wrestling ability. But they just got a bunch of really big guys on Raw right now. They need some kind of smaller guys who can go. Well, Drew Drew's improved a lot. Yeah, when he was in, uh, when he was involved, he was really good. Since since his last stint in WWE proper, he's a he's improved a lot. And him and Dolph, that's one of the most interesting pairings that they have right now. Like that really injected interest into me for both characters. But I was interested in Drew when I wasn't the first time around. But pairing him with Dolph, that kind of raised my antennas. Like, oh, what we got going on here? So, you know, that's that's going to be good. I think it's just going to be a war zone with all the big talent. Like you said before, you know, AOP's on there. Lashley's on there. Braun. Drew McIntyre, like it's like the land of the giants out there, but it, it fits the raw model because raw is supposed to be a spectacle. It is the entertainment in sports entertainment. This is like the the institution, like the Tonight Show, like anything else that you have. Like this is the this is the crown jewel. So they're gonna have as much of a spectacle as possible. So I it, it fits. It fits. Lashley's a wild card to me because uh, you know TNA was like a blur. Probably because my eyes were closed and I rarely watched it if a deletion wasn't going on. But you know, he he was he got better from the little thing I did see in TNA. Um, you know, but there's interesting things. The show itself was I, but there's interesting things going on on Raw. Right, Sam. Anything else you'd like? Oh, we got to do our our um our our ratings. So, Sam, how many uh Sour Patch Kids for you this week? Uh. Can I give a negative? Because that's pretty bad. No, a zero. Just, Z- zero, 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 zero. Zero, zero, zero. Not the sugar in the bag? Not even the sugar in the bag? Oh, God. No way. No, I just, I just wasn't entertained by this at all. All right. Jeff, you're rating for uh, Monday Night Raw? What's it on a scale of? We'll do five. We'll do keep it simple this week. Who only eats five South Pass kids, dog? Like, come on. I don't know that. <laughs> my, my, I'm right now thinking about it. Uh, 
I, I'd say I'd say three. All right. I'd say overall, just I think they like I said, I think they acquired some interesting talent. You know, some some entertaining parts. It wasn't off the hook, but it was decent. All right, Miss Didi Jone, your rating? I would definitely say three is correct. Yeah, yeah, I'll go about that same rate. Two point seven five. Like I bit into that <laughs> one and didn't like it, so I was like, uh. Just, like <laughs> fuck it. Right. right. Oh, it's yellow, the nasty yellow one. <laughs> so, Sam, are you gonna stick with us, or you gotta roll out? Yeah, maybe for like about fifteen minutes or so. Okay. All right. So, Miss Didi Jone, I'm gonna turn it over to you so you can tell us about SmackDown Matters. Oh my God, things happened. They were in Providence, Rhode Island, which who even knew that was a thing? They have a Dunkin' Donuts Center, which I'm very happy that that's a thing. Uh, it starts off with The Miz. Psych. It starts off with AJ Styles. He comes through to kick things off. He says, you learn a lot about people through their failures. And now we know that Nakamura is not only an artist, he is a con artist. Um mm. <laughs> He says he wants to. He wanted to celebrate with the fans, but all he could think about was getting retribution. He got the chance at a real dream match with Daniel, but Nakamura ruined that too. He says he's not leaving the ring until Nakamura comes out, and he may have forgotten how to speak English because remember Nakamura is lying about that. But he was here for a fight, and he called him a two-faced coward. Instead of Nakamura coming out, Aiden English and Rusev come out, and of course the crowd is here for Rusev Day. Aiden sings a song about. A song to let AJ know that Nakamura wasn't here, and he takes a shot at Rhode Island because, of course, you do. He asked the crowd what day it is, and of course, they say Rusev Day. Thank you so much. Then AJ challenges Rusev to a fight. Rusev accepts, and you know, when do you think the match starts? Right, right now. Now, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So AJ almost immediately gets Rusev in the calf crusher, so Aiden has to interfere so that. Um, Rusev does not submit. That causes a DQ. They put the boots to AJ. Daniel Bryan runs out to make a save. That's that. In the back, Paige approaches Shane, wishes him a happy shakeup. She quotes Teddy Long and announces a tag match player for the main event tonight. Um, Straight up tag match. Oh, I don't know. My notes say tag match. And and she was doing the little dance. Oh, God. I love, y'all are down for the cheap pop, and I appreciate that anyway. Holla, holla. <laughs> this sounds like holla. <laughs> anyway, um, Shane confirms the Miz will be returning to SmackDown because Daniel Bryan requested it. Paige and Shane each do the Teddy Long dance. Shelton comes out, and the announcers explain that Chad is gone to Raw, so he is no longer a tag team, you know, wrestler. Benjamin acknowledges his tweet about Gable being an inspirational partner. But he claims his Twitter account was what? Hacked. Heel tactics. He says he doesn't need Chad Gable. Chad Gable needed him. He says he's old championship matches. He calls himself one of the biggest threats on SmackDown. He says he asked Paige earlier and he said he asked Paige earlier for some competition and she said sure. Um, so Randy Orton's music hits and all lives comes down through the down the ramp as he's making his way his music is interrupted by what jeff hardy's music eh, 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 eh. fuck your feelings all loud and we got jeff hardy bitch what 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 listen anytime ray orton gets embarrassed like it makes me happy I and i got jeff hardy said so. all lives hit instead of all lies hit. <laughs> that would make sense sometimes i don't enunciate it's the alcohol um <laughs> of course it is 
<laughs> so yeah, there's a match between U.S. champion Jeff Hardy and Shelton Benjamin. Again, to note, we have Jeff Hardy. <laughs> he wins with a swanton bomb. That's all you really need to know. The last time these two wrestled was over nine years ago, also on SmackDown. The Miz got the selfie promo, and he's like asking the crowd if they want to see Daniel Bryan punch him in the face tonight. He's like, well, that's too bad because he's not in whack-ass Providence. He's in Los Angeles with Maurice and his daughter. He said he's going to debut next week because he's too good to share his debut with everybody else, essentially. And he is going to kick Daniel Bryan's ass. Well, he says, ass. And before he can finish it, Maurice cuts him off and is like, watch your language around the baby. Thank you so much. Mama Maurice was looking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing what can happen in a year. You can have a whole baby. A whole Your engagement can be called off. <laughs> no, 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 Dini. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, they announced a celebration for Carmella later on, and they also announced that Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose have been added to SmackDown, so they're not called Ascension. Absolutely. Aggravation? Absolution. Aggravation. I like Thank you. It's good, right? Absolution is now on SmackDown altogether. It's we'll see how that works now that one of them is a GM commissioner? GM. Now that one of them is a GM. So next is Luke Harper, although he was originally called Harper in the graphic. Versus Jay Uso, not Jimmy. Or Jimmy. Can you, can you tell them apart now? Huh? Can you tell them apart now? Sure. Because I know at one point you couldn't. Yeah, but then they one of them got fat. It's been easier ever since. Okay. <laughs> and now their haircuts are different. Yeah, Jay no, has the um, beard. Jay, got fat. Jay yeah. has the beard cut like Tomatonga too. He has the like yeah. kind of triangle looking beard now. And Jay, face- Jay always has the grills in. Yes, he Jay's the like the thug one. Oh my god. Jimmy's the one who's always on the mic. Jay's the one who just like the taper. I had a forty in the back. Yeah, yeah. He has, <laughs> hair is different. He has the gold front, and he—it's almost like he evolves into the, once they went to penitentiary. It was like he kept evolving. It's like he's like a um to a black like man. Yeah. Auto when mm-hmm. you could create your character, it's like he had a new mm-hmm. tattoo. He had fronts. He had grills. Mm-hmm. He ethnic, real <laughs> ethnic. They on the black mm-hmm. side of the floor. Right. I need them to do a twenty three of me because I want to know what's really going on in that island. Some of them just look a little oh, too black. I just want to know. I don't know why I think everybody black. Well, you think I the Briscoes are? Well, the Briscoes may be. The Briscoes are fucking black. I don't care what nobody say. Fucking from Delaware, yo black asses. Okay. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Jimmy and Ron get involved on the outside, and the match ends quickly after um, Luke hits Jay with a discus clothesline for the win. Eric puts his hand on Jay during the match. But it's not a DQ, so it doesn't matter. We also try to fight back after the match, but Eric and Luke lay them out. They're about to do worse, but Naomi runs out really soft, and she's like, no, no, no. And so they don't, and they leave. And then things happen on Twitter, either that night or the next day. Oh, yeah. Luke Harper out here trolling. Tell them what they said. Uh, He told them, um, go have a good night with Trin. (laughs) Trin. Not Naomi. Not Trinity, her real name. Trend. Luke like Harper know her. gold on Twitter, and he doesn't say too much. Like he's low key gold. Mm. That's so hurtful. Don't call my wife by her uh, by an, that's not your nickname. Listen, I thought it was menace to society the way she was acting. Like Jimmy need to go on and get his own mallet and go by them kneecaps. How dare <laughs> you call Naomi Trend? Like what? 
What? <laughs> but anyway. Um, noted. Samoa Joe's on SmackDown. Y'all lost. Y'all lost. Nobody likes Raw no more. Eh, eh. Who y'all got? No one else. Y'all got Seth and Finn. And Bobby Roman. They got uh-huh. Roman? They got Braun. Roman don't count. Braun. Braun matters. Brock Lesnar. They got Elias. No. 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 Nobody really has Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that nigga don't be around. Fable doing that damn farm. I mean, maybe if maybe he's on the media tour for Rampage. Maybe that's why he's not around. But anyway. Um, they got Elias. They got... Uh, they got Elias. I, we could have had Elias. That would have been great. Let's see who else they got. That's really about it that you would really Kimonos care about. Kimonos and guitars. Yeah. Y'all got good girls, though. Zane Owen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so maybe it's not so bad. It just seems really bad. Like, they got the power. I feel, like, I feel like the switch just didn't look even, but we'll get there. So Samoa Joe is fighting Sin Cara. We're assuming this is Sin Cara. Well, here's the thing. In-ring <laughs> Sin Cara is not locker room Sin Cara. So. Right. Locker room Sin Cara is undefeated. Right. Big, small, <laughs> tall, don't matter. <laughs> Whoop that ass in car. But this is in ring car. This would have been a whole long. different match if this would have took place at catering, right? <laughs> <laughs> but in ring car loses via the cocaine clutch. After the match, Joe says his mere absence on the show means everyone has had it easy and everyone on the roster is convinced that they're actually better than they are. He said he now has the opportunity to put Daniel Bryan to sleep to defang the Viper, Randy Orton, and decimate AJ Styles. And can I just say, if he whoops Randy Orton's ass, I would be so happy. It would just be like, ding, like the end of a rainbow. <laughs> but Samoa Joe says Brock Lesnar will be Roman again, and Joe will put the big dog out to pasture for good. Joe then says something about winning the IC title and the Universal title, if perchance, by miracle, Roman can beat um, Brock. So there's that. He kind of got a little con- well. I don't think he made it clear because like he's gonna. They're having this like seven man ladder match. Like we're gonna have to squeeze this review in really fast next week for this match. Just like a really huge card, but having like a seven man ladder match for the IC title. So he's saying he's gonna win that. Bring overseas. Yeah, uh-huh. he's gonna okay. he's gonna win that match. Bring the IC title to SmackDown. Then if Roman beats Brock at Backlash, he's gonna beat Roman and bring. The universal title of SmackDown too is what he was trying to say. Yeah, it sounded so like what they're saying is when it comes to those pay per views, they're going to be like enter, enter. Yes, together, interpromotional, whatever you want to say. Right. I know it's an interpromotional pay per view, but they're saying they're going to have interpromotional matches. Uh, maybe in some sorts, in some circumstances, they might mm. at Backlash because it's the first one. And they set up all these matches from the guys being on Raw that now they have to pay off even though they moved over to SmackDown. That makes sense. I just wonder who I have to petition to finally get a women's tag team title. I don't know. Do I need to like start a change.org petition? Like, what, you How many signatures do, do I need? You do that. You need a thousand. What is the holdup? They have about 80 girls. I ain't got shit for them to do. But if I... Naya... Well, Carmella has the title, so maybe that's something. Anyway, Sanity is coming to SmackDown. I don't know who that is besides Eric Young, but I know they're from NXT. Are we happy about it? Do we care? Yeah, Killian Dana is going to be the shit. Yeah. They're going to wrap. They need they need to have Nikki Cross with them. They need to. They're going to have to clear that up if they're coming up with or without her. Because if uh, they're not, the picture had three of them. Without, I know. Without, I know. 
that's fucking stupid. Like she's <laughs> the heart of sanity. She's the heart. Like if if I if you want my power rankings of if I'm fighting sanity, who I'm worrying about, mm-hmm. her and Killia Dade are what in what a. <laughs> her and Killia Dade are what in what a. Just because he would be in ring, I take Killian Dade, then her, then Eric Young, then well, the brother. Remember, she, uh, here's what I think: they gotta have somebody bad enough, crazy enough to beat Shayna. And there's only one person who's that person in NXT, and it's Nikki Cross. So I think that's what that's going to build up to. So you think? I mean, yeah, that that's true. I, what I what I had said earlier was, um, well, I was talking to I'm saying earlier, like I was talking to y'all like yesterday. I was talking to people in my job, a bunch of marks working my job. Shout out to all the marks. Um, I, I was saying it would be cool for her character if she just goes ballistic because they went up to Raw to SmackDown and she couldn't go. Like she, so she's tearing NXT apart, trying to find her way to SmackDown to join her team. Mm-hmm. So she basically gets caught in that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if I win the title, maybe I can take it to Smack. Like she's trying to find a way out. It's almost like literally set insanity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they, she has to make her way up there. I'm sorry, she got to do dual duty or whatever, something. <laughs> like uh, after the NXT Chicago, if they're not gonna put the belt on her, she gotta go, man. She gotta go up there with them. She has to. I think I think she's going to get a shot at the title, but I, I think it's, it's just, she's going to get a little bit. But see, this is what they do. They didn't bring Carmella up when she was when they brought Enzo and Cass. Yeah, and it kind of worked out in her favor, actually. So give right, it a little but, bit but more seasoning. Who's more? Who was more integral to the team, though? Like Carmella was like she was. She was a part of them, but it almost felt like she was an ancillary part, as opposed to Nikki Cross. Like Nikki Cross, she's like the fourth. Sanity, right? You're right. Insanity, insanity. I don't know. I, I'm. I, I stand for her. So, it, it, <laughs> okay, Miss Edie, we went off on the NXT teams to get back to you. No, no, it's fine. We enjoy the NXT moments. Renee Young asked Daniel why he helped AJ. He says he respects AJ, and he's on the list of guys who motivated him to come back. He wants to prove he hasn't lost a step. But Nakamura ruined that last week during their match. Daniel says he knows he's going to get a chance at AJ one day. Big Cass comes back. Ow, ow. And isn't that a brand switch? Because wasn't he on mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Yep. Man. Mocks Daniel Bryan's height and wonders what all the... He mocked the... Sh- he is a good, like, foot and a half taller than him. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is how cruel Vince McMahon is, right? Okay, so you know, like, when uh, his own cast first got moved up or whatever, Carmella and Cass were dating. Yes. Right? Yes. So, of course, Big Cass got hurt. He's been gone for, like, almost a whole year. They're yes. not dating no more. And what's the first mm. thing that happened? They both end up on the same show. Oh, they broke yeah. up? Yep. See, I didn't know that either. Somebody told me on Tuesday. Yeah. Damn, Doc, you got all the tea, bro. Like, why you holding it back? Like, I didn't even know that shit. Yeah, man, you got to you gotta have one foot in the, in the smarts, and you got to have one foot in the, you know, tabloids. Yeah, I don't try to get too salacious with all, <laughs> all the rumors and shit. But I, but I do be wanting to know though. Like I'm like, salacious. Oh. It, it, it's oh like it's God. like I'm the, I'm the one that's like y'all don't really try to get their business. Then I hit you with the text, yo. But they broke up though. How did happen? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, damn. <laughs> you be like, I ain't even need to know all that. But what happened? Right, right, right. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, man, I don't know why people got to be in everybody's business. Then I hit you with the DM. But what happened though? <laughs> Okay. Um Malibration happens. The crowd chants you deserve it for Carmella. She shuts them up for jumping on the bandwagon. Basically, 
back then y'all didn't want me. Now I'm hot. And they y'all all want me. Own me. I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she brags about being Charlotte. She calls her one of the greatest women wrestlers in history. She the fans cheer. She tells them to shut up. She says last week wasn't just one of the biggest moments in history of the women's evolution, but in women's history altogether. Um, they have a video package for her win. She says she's going to miss Frankie. That's the briefcase. But it's happy to have Cleopatra. That's the belt. So the belt's a black woman. Or a Greek, depending on whose history you believe. Cool. She continues yelling until Charlotte interrupts. She said Carmella only has the briefcase because, and I quote, that chinless freak helped her. And she only has the title because of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Charlotte wasn't mad because she knows the dirtiest player in the game and congratulates Carmella for capitalizing on the opportunity but tells her staying at the top is harder than getting to the top the Iconics or the Iconic duo whoever you call them interrupts Um, they do a Charlotte impression they say last week will last forever because it was all about them they call the future Iconic Charlotte goes to beat them up but two on one is two on one Becky runs out to make the save they go to commercial they come back from commercial and we have a match not a tag match I'm sure you're shocked (laughs) <laughs> it's Charlotte versus Billy Kay. Becky and Peyton are in the respective corners. Charlotte wins with a figure eight. It's wonderful. After the match, Carmella starts the attack on Charlotte and Lynch. And so who comes out to make the save? What? What? Asuka. <laughs> Asuka don't really even run out. Asuka's still doing her damn pose and dance, giving her her little foreign wiggle. I live. <laughs> but she does eventually come for the save. She gives Peyton a German suplex. Billy receives a kick from Becky and a shot from Charlotte and then a high kick from Asuka. I was so Boom. nervous when she grabbed Peyton and German suplexed her. I was like, please don't break her. Be scared. <laughs> yes. Be very scared. You know, you know Peyton mm-hmm. is my fave. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Were, but I do like the Australians. I, I found it funny they, they counted Asuka as a switch. I'm like, dude, she just wrestled for y'all title on your show. And she lost her streak. You think she's going to go back to Raw? I wouldn't. <laughs> it still counts. You got me. The paperwork still has to be signed. I mean, yeah, I know. When they were like, Oscar, I'm, I'm like, all right, all right, guys. All right, I get it. But, you know. I mean, theoretically, she could have taken the SmackDown title back to Raw, and that would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. You're right. Usually. But I wonder if they backdoor kayfabe it by saying if you win a world title, you have to stay on the show. Um, they always could have gotten her, gotten it back from her. Now that they're doing conjoined, right? Because it's, it's um, pay They could have won it that next month, but because eh. it is the SmackDown Women's Tag Title, it so is absolutely with the SmackDown Women's, like the Universal and the WWE. Technically, they could be on the same show because they're not yes. tied directly to them. Like eventually, Correct. they could flip them back mm-hmm. and just make the Universal Title blue. Mm-hmm. Now that would look sick. All my wine is gone. Yeah. Anyway, we also have Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Goodest of the brothers. Yay. Or something. Uh, oh, also, we have the bar. We have the bar. Now, see, this is what we I want. I, I know you like the bar uh, as, uh, a, as uh, a tandem. Uh, 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 but I need, mm-hmm. I need Cesaro to like be like, Seamus, you're holding me down, brother. <laughs> And, and go solo so we can get some of these fire-ass matches. Cesaro well, and Daniel Bryan. Cesaro and AJ Styles. Cesaro well, I Michael don't understand Moore. with them and with the New Day truly, too, is if you're not tag champions, you should be able to have a singles match and still do tag shit. 
Like the bar are not champions at this particular moment. They should be. They put them in singles matches anyway. Like, why don't you put them in a singles match that matters? Like, the New Day end up being a six-man tag, eight-man tag. Why don't you just... Kofi can go win something, I'm sure. These people ain't shit. Kofi is iconic. Big E is iconic. What? If you give, if you give Carl Anderson a singles run, you see some shit. Right. Some shit, like, he could tear, he could tear that whole division. Yeah, SmackDown could have its own G1 right now if they really wanted to. And it would be ridiculous. With just straight singles wrestlers that are on there right now, it it could it would rival anything New Japan could put out right now as a G one. Just SmackDown, but they wouldn't book it as well as G, as a Gato does though. I hear you. I hear and, and all respect to that, that. But I'm talking about talent for talent. Oh yeah, they got they got it. Booking, uh, let's level the booking. Talent for talent, <laughs> man, man. It's like man. a Mark's red dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss CD, continue. All right, backstage, the New Day is um, walking. Big E is being carried by some Caucasian person. I don't know. What? He was. He was, like a piggyback he was on a ride. piggyback ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, why do you pick up his big ass? How to pick up Kofi? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Big E says Seamus sucks. They run into our truth. Our truth is on SmackDown. I don't know why, but sure. Um, Truth is confronted by Ty Dillinger. They look like they don't like each other, but they love each other. They have their own handshake. They're excited. Our Truth announces that they're all together on Monday Night Raw. Xavier's like, dude, it's Tuesday and we're on SmackDown. And, you know, the thing about Our Truth is he's an idiot savant. So he's like, my bad. And he says he will see them tomorrow. That shit had crying. I'm not even going to front. I busted out laughing when he said that because I got it immediately. They're like, he thought. He said, no, this isn't raw. It's Tuesday. And he was like, okay, I'll see y'all tomorrow. So I'm like, yo, is he going to show up on NXT? Um, <laughs> what about it? I'm like, I'm wait. I'm telling you, he's a whole idiot. Like, he's going to go to SmackDown on Wednesday thinking that it was Tuesday. But they told him it was SmackDown. Yo, fuck, yo I fuck with our truth man. I still remember when he came out. When did he come out? He came out and announced himself in a match. And they were like, yo, you're not in the match. He was like, I- I'm sorry. It was like a ladder match that. or something during the pay-per-view or something. Yeah, yeah. he did do that. Yo, he, he came out like, yo, he was one of the members. He was like, yo, true. Nah. This is not in the match. You weren't here last week, so you didn't hear my decree. But my decree is hashtag Big E for WWE Champ 2018. It's, it's long? I don't, I, like know it. I don't know about 18, but eventually? Some point. Anytime soon. I mean, we still got Seven months? Eight months? I can't I, here's what I'll say. If they can put the belt on gender, they can put the belt on Biggie. See. Indy not they could put a belt on him. Somebody's belt. I mean, I, he don't No, he needs the belt. No, a US the belt? The not a, belt. Not, not just any belt. belt. Not, a, not a... I think he was Intercontinental Champion once, or US Champion when he was running with um, AJ Lee and, and Dolph when he first came. I saw the video when he punched her in the throat. <laughs> and she just looked at it like I liked it. I was like, I miss AJ. Eat that shit like a champ. She just kind of looked and he was like, shit. And she's like, mm, it was fine. You look at him like, mm. <laughs> and? Like, this is a regular Tuesday. I, I put that. <laughs> I was like, yes. I put that, uh, I put that thing up because somebody was like, oh, yeah, they need to have um, Drew McIntyre walk around and be Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. I was like, oh, you mean like Big E <laughs> used to do? Right. 
So yeah, he did win. He won it. He was he's a one time champ, and he was NXT champion. He was NXT champion. But that was before NXT was even thought about the way it is now. Right, right, right. Cool. Next, we get seeing Amas and Selena Vega. Boom, boom. We went somewhere. Boom, boom. We went somewhere. Boom, boom. We went somewhere. They do a recap of the roster moves. I don't have the list, but Nikki Cross was not included. I got you when you finish. Thank you. You can do it now. It fits. Okay. Um, The Miz, Jeff Hardy, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Samoa Joe, Sanity consisting of Eric Young, Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane, Big Cass, Oscar, The Good Brothers, The Bar, Our Truth, and Andrade Cienamas with Zelina Vega. Mm. Please mm. say the Zelina Vega. Get mm. mm. money. Mm. Mm. I'm just saying, I think we did better than you all. Amy Hoodle, uh, they talk about the greatest Royal Rumble show throughout. Um, like Don said earlier, Rusev versus Undertaker is now on. So now I guess I wonder what they're going to do with Chris Jericho. Is he just going to go in the biggest Royal Rumble matchup? He might be in that ladder match, or he just might just be in the um in the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble match. Interesting, interesting. I cannot wait to see. Isn't it like fifty guys? Yes, ma'am. I can't wait to see who they get. Like I'm it's sure Dwayne the Crown like, will be there. It's going to be like five hours. So what if it's prepared. like two Cian Amuses? <laughs> Is that his name? No. Two Sinkaras. That's what I meant. Oh, two Sinkaras. And then, like, back up. Kalista. Who else? Junior is going to be there. Yeah, what if Stone Cold Jr. Steve Austin is there? No. That man needs too bad. He ain't trying to go for the white But yeah, Ray Mysterio Jr. is going to be there, though. Cool. I'm excited about this. They're going to get the British boys, maybe. This is interesting to me. Yeah, probably. Anywho, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, final match of the night is AJ and Daniel versus Rusev and Aiden. AJ goes for a calf crusher on Aiden. Brian tries a yes lock on Rusev, but both of them, the Rusev Day icons, escape the ring. Um, then the heels work over AJ. They say heels. I say faves. <laughs> work over AJ after a break. He hits the Paley kick on Aiden and makes the hot tag. Daniel runs wild on Rusev with fists on running clothesline and some drop kicks in the corner. He goes for the yes lock, but Aiden breaks it up. He sends him out of the ring. When I say he, I mean Brian. When I say him, I mean Aiden. And gives yes kicks to Rusev. Daniel Bryan nails Rusev with a running knee to set up the win, but knock them more. Oh, here's what? Out of nowhere. And gives AJ a low blow. <laughs> no speaking English. Is great. Daniel realizes what happens, but when he turns around, Big Cass appears also out of nowhere and gives him a big boot to the face and the referee calls for the bell. Essentially, there's a DQ. Excuse me, Nakamura backs up the ramp looking very proud of himself and Cass poses over Daniel Bryan. Before the show ends, Renee's like, why would you do that? What are you doing? And, and Nakamura is essentially top five ever. He says... No speak English. It's great. I'm a fan. Now, uh, Didi. Yes. Sam had me make a special request for your SmackDown rating. Oh gosh. Okay. So, in in honor of your nickname that he has for you, which is three uh-huh. sheets. How many sheets for SmackDown? Out five. of five. Yes, ma'am. Four sheets. Oh, that's a little low because I gave it all five. Did you? Yes. I'm hard. <laughs> Jeff, your rating for SmackDown? Um, I, I probably would give it four and a half sheets because I really 
I really wanted Finn. I want. I know. Like I wanted them to really tilt. Finn would have almost been a bit too much, though. No, I know. I once once I saw Joe, I was like, "Oh, Finn can't." <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, Finn, Finn, you can't come anymore." Nah, there's too many people in the party, bro. He's like, well, this is tough. <laughs> but um, but yeah, once I saw Joe and then Almas, I said, "Oh, nah, it's a wrap." But I wanted him. But I, you know, four four and a half, five would you know flip a coin? It, the, SmackDown is fire. It was fire. And it's gonna continue to be fire. Like I'm, I'm super. I was excited last year after the shakeup, but mm-hmm. this. But if they're gonna do this, I like how they're gonna have like this kind of mini path between Daniel Bryan and the Miz to kind of stretch it out to maybe get it to SummerSlam. But if mm-hmm. once they start heading that way, they gotta bring talking smack back. Got to. Yeah, that's the only, we need that's the street only street. way they can like really build it up. And not just the pay-per-view talking smack. We need weekly episodic smack talk. Right, right. That's the only thing about 205 Live. It, it basically took up that window of time that they used to use for smack that for talking smack. That was perfect because people could, the thing that Vince didn't like about it was people could just go in there and be themselves and it wasn't scripted and they didn't have to be all controlled. And that was right. what people liked about it. So you could get that fire-ass promo between The Miz and Dan Bryan's. You could get Baron Corbin actually not be boring because he didn't have to worry about fucking up his lines. He could just go out there and be an asshole that he well, actually you know, is. You know, it wasn't so much Vince because Vince don't watch that shit. It was it was um the production costs. Like once they started cutting back on on pyro and cameras and shit, certain certain network stuff had to go. So they for whatever reason they chose Talking Smack as the one that had to go. Um, yeah. So that that's really that's what was the, the the catalyst behind it. But if you told me on the list, what what, what shit right along I like, I would have rather got rid of right along than because it's not like I clamor for it, right? If I'm if I'm around and it's on, I pop it on, I watch. Yeah, I need to watch a lot more shit on that thing to get my full nine ninety nine. But um, I would have kept talking smack. Like it was just you know it it just was the. Perfect supplement to SmackDown. Like Brian was on there talking about TNA, um, all that shit. Yo, it, everything flew. Everything flew on on Talking Smack. I still don't even know how much shoot work that whole Ms. Brian thing was. Like, I, I feel like it was mostly work, but Brian turned him up to get him to react, mm. and then at a moment, like and he's then, like, "Yo, I'm I'm trying to come back to wrestle. Watch this." And then the Miz got real, real. <laughs> Don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Yo, that was my quote for the whole year. Like somebody was talking about, don't you walk away from me. <laughs> so indignant. That was that's a WWE's version of I was told by Apple Care. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> hopefully it can bring talking smack back to build up Daniel Brown. But yeah, SmackDown is the new ish. So hashtag SmackDown Matters will probably get a whole lot more eyes on that hashtag. In the next few weeks, especially once they start getting into these building these dream matches between Daniel Bryan and whoever, so looking forward to that. Didi, you won this this round, so take what a bow. I win. Oh yeah, I win take every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I I I left my job incomplete in regards to who you got because seven hours is just too fucking long. Oh yeah, I but I, th- I I think I won though. Well, I, I'll, I'll I'll do it eventually, and we can know <laughs> who won. All right. Because we're just going off of thought, you know. <laughs> uh, what I do know is that the chairman lost. I'm very <laughs> sure of that. 
very sure that that's the case. But yeah, I'll do it probably by the end of next week. We'll, we can have the official one. All right. All right. It's getting warmer. The air is warming up in some places and other places. Spring is still playing hide and go seek with us. But once it does officially become warmer, please get some pretty cool teas from Busted Teas. Go through BustedTees.com and through CSPN.us. Support the podcast, support the WrestleCast and everybody here on the CSPN. Help keep the podcast free. Go to CSPN.us, click on the menu tab, then go to where it says, uh, you know, support the podcast. Click on the Busted Teas tab. Browse, buy a t-shirt, two or three or four. Some of your purchase comes back to us to help keep the podcast free here each and every week on CSPN. So CSPN and Busted Tees do it today. Run through NXT really quick. Uh, Johnny Wrestling and Candice LeRae were out. Johnny was basically, you know, thanking everybody, saying he finally slayed the dragon that was Tommaso Ciampa. He doesn't have to be defined by him anymore. And he's moving on to, you know, newer and bigger things. But first... There's some unfinished business, and Candice LeRae says that she will face Zelina Vega tonight. Then we have Ricochet in his first singles match versus Fabian Eitner. Well, Fabian Eitner tries to go up top and knock Ricochet off of the ropes. Ricochet knocks him down, and Ricochet hits the 630, and Ricochet gets the win. After the match, Ricochet does a promo. He says he's watched WWE stars make a name for themselves here. Now it's his turn, and he's here to prove out why he's the one and only ricochet we get an ec3 video package last week we had a review of the war raiders aka war machine debuting as they interrupted the match between heavy machinery and sabatini and moss so this week we have the war raiders versus the metro brothers road tags into the ring they hit thor's hammer they hit the knee strike by row followed by the fallout and the war raiders get the win the War Raiders is the dumbest name I've ever heard for a tag team. God, that sucks. Jesus. I know they could, probably couldn't get the name from Ring of Honor. I'm pretty sure they own the War Machine name, but goodness, they could have came up with something better. They also have heavy machinery, too, so that might have been a factor. Right. Shayna Baszler, she attends a, a locker room meeting with the NXT women. She proclaims it's her locker room. She comes in all late, but she's like, who's going to do anything about it? She rips Ember's uh, name off of the, her old locker. Uh, you know, no one there is willing to, like, you know, step up to her or whatever. And Dakota Kai just kind of walks out of the room. And that angers Shayna Baszler. And then we just kind of leave out of that scene. We get a Kona Reeves video package. He's all got a new look. And uh, he's debuting again in two weeks. We see Pete Dunn leaving the Performance Center. He says that he's going to return in a few weeks, and he promises to rip off Roderick Strong's head. Then we have Lars Sullivan versus Killian Dane in a notice qualification match. Killian Dane hits the Brennan crossbody through a table. Killian Dane gets a chair, and he lays it in on Sullivan in the corner. Dane looks to do the coast-to-coast, but Sullivan gets up and rises, and Killian Dane flies in, and Sullivan connects it, hits him with the chair shots. Sullivan then hits the freak accident into a pile of chairs, and Lars Sullivan gets the win. A uh, hoss match supreme. These two big dudes were freaking going at it. Big spots for some big guys. That was a pretty fun match. Then we get a video package on the issues between Cian Almas and Vega and Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Then we get the Undisputed Era. They're walking in the back. Roderick Strong is carrying the tag team titles. They brag about how all the gold is with the Undisputed Era. And then they do like a photo shoot. And they said they will be on NXT next week. Then our main event, Candice LeRae versus Selena Vega. 
Candice LeRae heads up top and connects with the missile dropkick for a two count. Candice LeRae locks on the Gargano escape, and Johnny Gargano cuts off seeing Almas when he tries to interfere, and he locks in the Gargano escape, and Zelina Vega taps out. After the match, Johnny Grassley cuts the promo and says that they have taken care of Selena Vega and St. Almas, and then he challenges Aleister Black for the NXT title. Aleister Black comes out, and he says, next week, it's on. So next week, Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. That should be a lots of fun. I don't know who the crowd is going to be going for, but uh, something's going to happen, because I doubt we're going to get a clean finish to that match on TV. So look forward to that. And that was NXT for this week. So good episode. I enjoyed it. Anytime we get to see uh, Ricochet wrestle, that's always a plus. Johnny wrestling too, it's always a plus. So and Zelina Vega actually wrestled for the first time in like a long time. So that was good to see. So cool episode of NXT. Uh, I'm not going to review it, but if you guys got like 15 minutes, check out the main event from 205 this week. Um, it was Lindsay Dorado and um, um. Grand Metalik versus Akira Tazawa and Hideo Itami. Good stuff. Good I didn't even stuff. see that, and I knew Grand Metalik was the one that was holding you up. <laughs> like I'm like, is he thinking about Metalik? Yeah, Grand Metalik. Yeah, that good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Check that out. Those four guys really get down. So, got like, like I said, just kind of go fast forward to the end of 205 and watch that main event. It's really good. You you won't be uh, disappointed. So at this point, we're going to open it up for shout outs and thank yous. So Jeff, we'll let you go first, brother. Thanks for being our guest tonight. Your thank yous and shout outs. Uh, well, thank you guys, first of all, for letting me on the show. Um, let me be a part of this. I, I always love talking about wrestling. So you already know I'm seeking out and whatnot. Um, yeah, shout out to y'all. Who, who else am I supposed to shout out? Just random people? Or? Yeah, whoever you want, man. Shout out, my, shout out, my, fan bro. Shout out, you know. My, my cousin, my cousin, them in Atlanta. You know, you know, I know y'all listening to this because y'all be checking everything. My Facebook, everything y'all be checking. So I know y'all are out, y'all out there. <laughs> um, nah, but yeah, thank you once again for having me. Y'all can check me out. My, I'm on all social media. Jeff J says you could also check out the Fan Bros Show if you're into geek and nerd culture, anime, comics, video games trending news discussion we do that also shout out to the grapevine uh we have a discussion millennial round table against uh around the issues that matter to us and what we're talking about so you can catch the grapevine on youtube and my youtube channel nonstop culture where i do a little bit of everything you can see my media journey from behind the scenes and with reviews so that is about it from me all right man we appreciate you like i said again for joining us tonight Miss Didi Jonet, your shout outs and thank yous. Mm, shout out to you. Shout out to everybody who was on last week when I was at my Heal Life conference. Y'all held it down. I listened to it. Y'all were only a little over an hour. I was very proud of you. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, shout out to Sam, the one who hates everything. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Chairman. Shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. Shout out to the ladies of Glow. Shout out to Nikki Bella and John Cena. Yeah, maybe now you won't live your life in a lie. Oh my god, that's awful. Let me stop. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. First of all, I want to give a big shout out to Mel because she is one week away from taking over the world. She has worked two years for this day to come. So y'all go to universalfancon.com, support, get tickets. It's happening next weekend in Baltimore, the twenty seventh through the twenty ninth. 
There's still tickets available. The chairman's going to be there. Uh, the Asia Ali from Bad and Boozy is going to be there. Uh, we think uh, Neil Carter and Felisa from our a political show are going to be there. So you get a chance to you know meet some of the podcasters from CSPN, and you'll also get a chance to maybe hug Mel if you you know get there early enough and you know get in the line. So again, Mel gives good hugs too. Universalfancon.com for all your tickets and information it's taking place next weekend in Baltimore, the 27th through the 29th. So a bunch of people, you know, getting together that look like us and they're going to be, you know, celebrating and, uh, you know, having panels about things that interest us. So support, support, support. So proud of Mel. She's worked so hard for this to come together and it's almost here. So I know she's working even harder getting these last few touches uh, squared away. So good luck to her next week and everything that's going to go down in Baltimore. I'd like to give a shout out to the glow. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who was in the raw cast of SmackDown Matters. Give a shout out to everybody who discovered the podcast or the live tweets this week. Give a shout out to our guest tonight, Jeff. Give a shout out to Sam and Greg. Hopefully Greg's feeling a little bit better. Maybe he'll be back with us next week. Give a shout out to the chairman for all the work he's going to do with the parting promo. And give a shout out to everybody on the CSPN, all the podcasters and all the podcasts, all the work that you guys put in each and every week, providing the great content here for the network. Uh, so consistently so my hats off to all you guys out there and ladies putting uh you know content together for the podcast podcast network so on that note for samuel kalunga our broadcast correspondent for miss didi jonay my smackdown matters correspondent for jeff J, our special guest tonight i'm don de la Rente. this has been episode 181 of the wrestlecast please stay tuned for the parting from i am not just the princess of staten island anymore You can call me the moonwalking, trash-talking, crown princess of SmackDown Live. <laughs> it's got such a nice ring to it, don't you think? All I had to do to be Charlotte Flair was wait for her to be blinded by her own ego. She has a saying. Charlotte says, in order to be woman you gotta beat the woman well learn to love it baby because I'm the woman you guys I have to say I'm really gonna miss Frankie I had Frankie for 287 days he's my boy and I love Frankie however 287 days is nothing compared to how long I'm going to keep Cleopatra. (laughs) WWE Universe, me, Cleopatra. Cleopatra be the WWE Universe. The only reason you had that briefcase was because of that chinless freak. And the only reason you had that successful cash-in was because of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. But I'm not mad at it. Now listen, Carmella, I'm not mad at it. You want to know why? Because I know the dirtiest player in the game. Respects game and what 
you did was capitalize on an opportunity. So Carmela, congratulations. But sweetheart, I'm here to give you some words of wisdom. It is much harder to stay on top than to get to the top. And you have something of mine. Charlotte, this is pathetic. I mean, you're blaming us. You're blaming little old us for your failure. Ooh, ooh, Peyton, do it, do it, do it, do it, yeah. <laughs> I'm Charlotte and I'm a big baby. and now I'm cranky poo. I need a nap and a diaper change and wow, 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 blah, blah, blah. You're looking at the future and the future is iconic. You have to respect these two Australian superstars making a big impact in a short period of time on SmackDown Live. It looks like the queen might be ready to, ready to fight. Well, again, the iconics are the reason Charlotte's no longer the SmackDown Women's Champion. It would be a wise decision, Charlotte's out. Oh, and Charlotte going right after Peyton Royce. Charlotte felt like she, Kay. Oh, Charlotte felt like she had no other choice. Much like last week, there's only so much she could do, but it is two on one. Deja vu. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, maybe not. Charlotte's friend, Becky Lynch, coming to try and help out here. We got some backup for the queen. Becky Lynch helping attack the iconic.